You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. Well, I don't know about you, Bonnie, but I think most of us have been feeling the pinch in the economy right now. Most definitely. Yeah, everything seems to be costing more from one trip to the grocery store to the next. I can definitely see the difference <laughs> on my receipt when I leave the yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. So this episode comes from a listener who was looking for ideas to save money while raising kids. Yeah, well, we can all use that. Yeah. I think it's a great. So whether you're a double income family, a single income family where one parent stays home with small children, or a single parent family, it behooves all of us to watch our spending. Yeah, we you I mean, listen, you know, this is near and dear to my heart, because we, we really well, what your husband does. Yeah. Well, and, and he, yeah, he's a financial advisor for those of you who are newer listeners and maybe no, don't know, but we always tried to budget and save money. And yeah, I feel like this is sort of a wheelhouse episode for us. Great. As we said on here, ladies, you know, we didn't do everything right. So we're quick to point out when we've, we've messed up, but I'm just like, buckle up. I love this kind of, <laughs> this will be good. And what a great start to the new year. Maybe if yes. this is not your forte. Yeah. Got some great tips for you for yeah. this episode. So you have this statistic here that's shocking to me. According to the Urban Institute, more than 64 million Americans carry credit card debt. Right. And over half, um, 55 to 63% of us are likely living paycheck to paycheck. So if you're making 50000 or less per year, that number also increases. It's about three and four living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. So... How much does it actually cost to raise a child is the first question because people think, oh, it's just too expensive to have kids. Mm -hmm. And okay, it's not nothing. It's not. It, it's it's expensive. But I think that maybe we think it's more expensive than it is or um, that we haven't explored all the possibilities for how we can be frugal. Because listen, okay, I've got friends who had double income um, for several years before they had children. And then the mom decided to stay home while the children were um, babies and in preschool. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's so shockingly different going from like two, two, incomes two professional one. incomes to one. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Like, that's an unexpected blessing. David and I made so little money <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> didn't really. <laughs> it yeah. was like no big deal <laughs> right. when I when I stayed home. The difference was, was not so great. So I can sympathize with you if this is has been just a huge shock to your system. It was not a huge shock to our system, even though I'm not saying it wasn't um, challenging. It was challenging. But um, we never had that that really huge income that we cut way back on. So my sympathies for you, if right. that's you out there, listener. Right. So what we're not going to include today, we're not including labor and delivery costs. Yeah. Which is medical insurance, that kind of thing. And we're not including daycare. Right. Which is a huge and growing cost segment of your budget if, if you have to use daycare. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. It almost, in a lot of cases, adds up 
to the complete income of the second person. Which is why people end up, yeah, quitting their job and staying home. Right. And I, you see a lot of that. I mean, I do on my reels on Instagram. Yes. All these statistics on daycare and um, how much it costs and the just the brief little window of time you have those first five years mm-hmm. to do a lot of things with your children. Right. There are these little bonsai trees. Yeah. That are taking shape. Right. And we know from research that ages zero to five, zero to six are the most critical mm-hmm. years um, when you're teaching them. They're absorbing things. They're learning social interactions. They're learning it all mm-hmm. right then. That's that's their foundation. So, um, so yeah. if you want to stay home with them during those years, here we are cheering you on. Yeah. Yay for you. And we want to give you some fun, helpful suggestions to make that possible or or you know what I have friends who didn't do that and then when their kids were in elementary school they said no no that's what I want to do and I'm like good for you too Mm -hmm. that's great right there's so many like awesome mom things you can be doing so how much does it cost if we take out the labor and delivery costs and all that Bonnie well the estimated cost and this is based on a report called expenditures on children by families uh, the estimated cost of raising one child in the U.S. in 2023 was Somewhere between fifteen and seventeen thousand a year, and I just I found that to be high. I thought that was especially high. Depends I, on yeah. We're gonna talk about what goes into that number. I, I thought there's it's no, not just food and shelter because there's you're no, paying for that for yourself too. There's no way mm-hmm. that's not what we spent. So yeah, that's there's a lot of variables here, and. You know, there's non-negotiables. You got to have food. You got to have shelter. You'd like access to medical care. Mm-hmm. Clothing. And clothing can be a bit. Diapers. Uh-huh. That kind of thing with yeah, small children formula. It, it can be. Sure. So middle class families with a married couple and two kids spent about 12350 12, and 13900 every year for each child. That's not including college or education. That's surprising to me. So what like what are we spending our money on, Bonnie? All right. Well, well, what's negotiable and what's not? Food, clothing, shelter. Right. Are the, are the ones you have to have, right? Right. What else, what else do we spend on? Depends on how old they are. Toys. We just had Christmas. How mm-hmm. much did you spend on toys for mm-hmm. all of your kids? Mm-hmm. Entertainment. Vacations. Stuff like sports, dance, gymnastics, band. School, if they're not in public school. Even if they are. Didn't you oh, have expenses? Yeah. Even if they are, you got school supplies, yeah. backpacks, yeah. lunches, field trips, um, and then holidays like birthdays, Christmas, et cetera. So by the time they're teenagers and into middle and high school, parents can be looking at you. <laughs> you didn't do this necessarily because <laughs> no. you were homeschooling. No. But <laughs> if you're in public school, school photos, yearbooks, field trips, club fees, and then your kid gets to be 15, 16, your car insurance is going up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Braces, that's another five, six, seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Dances and prom, tutoring, prep classes. If they're into sports and they happen to have an injury, you're going to add doctor visits and PT to that tab. Mm-hmm. If you have a child who's neurodivergent or has ADHD, diabetes, or some other kind of illness, you're also going to be forking out for pharmaceuticals, OT, PT, and other therapies. Yeah, and then there's vacations. Which I would not everybody takes. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't know this number, but you found it for me because we all know how I feel about Disney. <laughs> I know. A baseline Disney vacation runs about $316 per person per night. So a family of four would pay about 
$3,800 for a three-day Disney World trip. Right. And some people in America think, like, that's a given. You got to do that before your kids get mm-hmm. to be a certain age. Do you? No. We're Yeah, we're a living proof. You do not. No. <laughs> you do don't. not. Sports. Now, we've had a couple of podcast episodes on sports and sports families um, and all the things that go into that. Not just money, but time, mental load, emotional, you know, juggling, things like mm-hmm. that. So tra- if you're in travel baseball, from fees to uniforms, equipment can cost anywhere from four to $12,000 a year, depending on how far in you are. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So, okay. <laughs> For this mom who's expecting her first child right now, or the family with a young baby who's listening to this thinking, Oh my goodness. What have we done? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's Just, okay. Hold on. Not every family has to sign up for all these things. We're, we're proof right. that you don't have to do all. We did not do all these things, mm-hmm. did we? No, we did not. And not every family can. And even if you could, instead of sailing along on autopilot into debt and busyness, remember that table mm-hmm. that you always talk about, Renee, the one where everything is on it and you, the parent, can slide things off at any point. Yep. Yep. So... Let's just get right into it. What are ways you can save money when you are raising a family? Well, the very first thing I thought of was your house and your cars. Okay, the big rocks. Yeah, because if you don't have the two big rocks correct, then no amount of coupon cutting, a la the 90s, (laughs) coupon adding in your app, right? (laughs) whatever they do now, will get you where you want to go. So I talked to my husband, David, about this. Um, general wisdom says no more than 30% of your gross monthly income should be spent on your house. Okay. So if your family's housing bill is higher than you'd like, you have options. I liked this suggestion I found online. One option is to right size your house, which is a more positive spin on downsizing. Right. It sounds, I love the. Yeah, the wording of that. It's a great way to put it. When you right size, you get a home that works for your family, but is smaller and cheaper than the one you live in now. So what do you what do you consider when you're right sizing? Right. Well, you want to look at how many bedrooms do you really need? Mm -hmm. And that begs the question, does every child really need his or her own room? Right. So my friends with big families would absolutely tell you. No, Mm-mm. they do not. No, I shared a room with my brother for years. Yeah, our our two kids, um, we had a bedroom for each of them, and they shared a room for years. Not until Emma was like, I don't know, 10 or 11, mm-hmm. did she have her own room by her choice? Mm-hmm. I think that is a very American, mm-hmm. big, open floor plan sort of idea that we have in our heads. Mm-hmm. Well, you start with the nursery, and you decorate the nursery, and then that's just their room. And if you have another one, well, they need their own nursery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily. No, not necessarily. And what about your big, beautiful yard? I mean, that's what I dreamed of, mm. was a big, beautiful yard with trees and a fence. Sure. Or a little farm, even. Yeah. Or a little go out in the garden. Yeah. Well, that's great if you can afford that and if you live in a place where you can't afford that. But if you cannot, look around. Most cities have parks, recreational areas, playgrounds. You can use school playgrounds after hours um, if you're near a school. We did that a lot. We lived across the street from a school. Mm -hmm. And we had a nice little backyard, but it was so fun. It's kind of an adventure. Go across the street on the playground. Pull the wagon, walk to the school. We had a huge culvert, too. We would climb through the culvert. 
the kids didn't even have to bend over. That's it was fun. really, really big. So, um, and the same thing about cars. Uh, David said, general rule is no more than 30% of your gross income, just like your house. So, just to put this in, for those of you who are not numbers people, if you make $150,000 a year, you can afford a car that's no more expensive than $52,000, which sounded excessive to me. That is a big old car. But anymore, just like everything else, car prices are going up. They've gone up. So that's probably not a new car. And uh, yeah, and 25% of that $150,000 a year figure would be $37,500 for a car. Um, We were just looking it up out of curiosity. David said the average American spends 10% of their income on car payments, not their gross, but their income. That's a lot. Mm. Yeah. And it's easy to do if you've looked at sticker prices lately, Mm -hmm. which, which we have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then if you have, um, children, 15, 16 years old teenagers, you know, not only is your insurance going up, but there's an extra car payment that you might take on in your family, depending on whether you make your children pay for that car themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, our kids got help from their grandparents buying a car, but we did not buy a car for our kids. Right. And and it's not a required expectation. Believe me. No. You don't have, that's not what you you're required ha- to I do mean, as a parent. The suburban life does, you know, it's very car heavy. It is. You know, the suburban life, you got to get from your neighborhood to town and back and, and all the things. So it's, it's tricky, but you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to have, I mean, I do know a family. And I mean, we're talking like they're not, they're not some like out there family that's um, like Razor's Edge Mennonite. Okay. Like they're, (laughs) they're just a regular, like two, they're a double income. Their kids are raised, okay, but they're a double income um, family and they have one car. Mm. Now they could afford two cars, but for what they're wanting to do in like this season of life, they're like, no, we're going to make that work with just the one car. Most of the world does that. Yeah. Very well. And or, or no car at all if you have public transportation uh-huh. systems, you know, uh-huh. if you're in a big city, but even not, you just you work on your schedule. Yeah, they just play, they literally are always communicating yeah. about their they have to. Right. Which I think husbands and wives need to communicate more anyway. So I this, do too. This puts you more in touch. Maybe this is an interesting way to improve your marriage. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, when we've had a car like in the shop or something and, and I'm driving him to work and back, like that is talk time. Yeah. Interesting thought, Bonnie. Very creative. Yeah. So those are the two big rocks that we wanted to start with because get those right uh, and um, everything else we're about to talk about will just add um, more joy to your life. So if you haven't been doing that and you go, you kind of ratchet down to that number, then you take what you were spending on it and you save it. Mm -hmm. You just put Mm -hmm. it in, it it also no longer exists. You just put it in savings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you won't even notice. Okay. So clothing, we didn't buy a whole lot of new clothing for our kids when they were growing up. Um, I have an older sister and we would trade Mm because we had opposite gendered kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And she would get all of my daughter's stuff and I would get all of her son's stuff. Oh, that's so cool. And then we got your stuff. Yeah. And we would do that with friends too. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the third generation share. So (laughs) hand-me-downs, ain't nothing wrong with a hand-me-down. Yeah. So yeah, thrifting, garage sales are even, is even cheaper than thrifting. Consignment sales, hand-me-downs. You really can spend so very little on clothes. This for us was a a non-negotiable. We did not do new clothes. 
uh, for myself or for our kids, generally speaking, mm-hmm. if we wanted a nice item, we would ask grandparents. So if we needed, if we wanted like a new winter coat or something like that, a lot of times we would say like, could that be like a part of the Christmas present okay. or something like that? Mm-hmm. We, we bought very, very few things new until maybe they were in high school. Yeah. And, and you really don't need to, the kids don't know or care. Well, and by then by high school, you know, the girl, she was like, well, this is fun. Who, why would I want to pay full price oh. when I can actually go find it? Cause it's, yeah, it's a challenge for a bargain. A I will never forget when, um, she graduated and we were yard sailing one weekend, uh, that summer. And we've, we found a Louis Vuitton handbag at a yard sale mm-hmm. And it hadn't sold because it was marked like at $150. I'm like, that is so stupid. What is that brown bag that's $150? And she's like, that's a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. And um, she, but she did. She had seen it in an airport when she had been wow. to Europe. She'd seen the luggage. And she told God one day, I want to own a bag like that. Because she had looked it up and been like, oh, well, it's like several thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, anyway, so she had just asked God, can I own a bag like that one day? And then here we are within months after high school graduation. And there it is sitting on a table at a yard sale. And she strikes up a conversation with the lady and the lady's like, yeah, that was like one of my first treats to myself when I was professional and working in London. And I, you know, I went in the store and bought it after like three glasses of wine one night. (laughs) And now I'm just going to sell it. And and it was like, well, I'm using my graduation money. Would you be willing to sell it to me for a hundred dollars instead of one fifty? And because it was late in the day, and she liked Emma because she'd struck up a conversation. She sold it to her for that. And now it's like better than new because it's vintage and you can't get that shape oh, bag. There you go. I'm just telling you guys, like, get creative. Talk to God. Like, God is in the details. And he's not just about um, fulfilling your needs. He likes to surprise you every now and then with a want. Hmm. And so invite him in on that clothing journey. <laughs> That's good. I think it's a little easier for to find girls clothing. Oh, cause we buy more, but also we don't, girls tend to not wear it as hard. Exactly. You know, w- when we did consignment sales, there's a little bit of work on the front end when you have to tag it and clean it and hang it and all the things, but then you get to get in the sales early and then you get the little boy picks and you know, little boys are hard on shoes and the they're knees. hard on the knees. Of the, the knees. <laughs> they're hard on, they just wear stuff a little harder. So yeah, if you can get into a sale early or, um, bargain with your friends swap with your friends before they've worn everything out that's then you can get some good clothes that way it's just so fun I see all these you know on social media you see these bougie little babies wearing coach and like you said Louis Vuitton and all that stuff for literally about five minutes they're gonna wear it once yeah how much money was that Mm -hmm. and for what for the picture Mm -hmm. yeah because you can okay I mean that's not saving money while raising kids yeah no It's not. We let it, we let other people take that initial um, huge depreciation in a lot of things. Furniture, cars for years. Yeah. Um, the COVID blip kind of turned that on its head. Yeah. Where the new cars cars were cheaper than the used cars. Right. But I think things are turning back around, aren't they? Yeah, are the they used are cars too. back where they used to be? I think they're coming back down. Yeah. So just think about it. Think about clothing. I'm telling you, moms, like just invite God in to the conversation on all these topics, on all these um, categories we're talking about. He wants to do it. He wants to be involved in it. Um, What about supplies and toys? Well, same deal here. Goodwill and consignment. 
consignment places are chock full of that stuff. Um, well, you know, we recently went into a consignment store in upstate New York, and that place was a gold mine. Mm-hmm. I have never seen so much. I mean, I, it wasn't even that much square footage, but every inch of that place was packed. Strollers and high-end equipment. Mm-hmm. Barely worn winter gear because kids are growing so fast. It's crazy to pay retail for something they're only going to wear a couple times. Yep. And the only caveat yeah. on this is the car seat. Yeah, I probably wouldn't buy a secondhand car seat mm-hmm. just because of recalls and you don't know what's happened to it. Um, so you're going to want to watch for recalls on that sort of thing. And also nursing gear. I guess you, you can sterilize. It does. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I know I you, like can you can sterilize it. You can wash that. You can. That's personal preference. <laughs> Pacifiers. I wouldn't do. I just. I don't, eh. I don't know that we ever did because that's such a cheap item. Right. Yeah. But the. Yeah. So just whatever. Whatever you're up for. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, and if you have twins, if you have multiples and you're going to buy more than one of the thing, ask for a discount. Absolutely. Can't hurt to ask. You'll never know if you don't ask. All right. So food. Moms, pray over your grocery list and pray over your budget. Like, I had a mom, I've mentioned this before, I had a mom tell me that she did this. She prayed over her garage sailing list for her six children because that's how she got a lot of their clothes and shoes. So she would just ask God to help her find stuff. She found a Vitamix. She found, like, I mean, all these, like, really, not like right away, like, poof, the very first yard sale. She was diligent. But, like, she did her part and then asked God to do his part. And so, yeah, so she did this when she would go grocery shopping. So pray over your budget. Okay, here's the deal. As someone who was not um, spending for fun for many, many years, grocery shopping for me was a lot of fun because I could spend. It was fun to shop because it was money I knew we needed to spend. Okay. So I, I liked going to the grocery store and like thinking through ahead of time, like, what am I going to buy there? And asking God to like, hey, help this money go farther. Um, and he did. He did. Like we ate so well on a very reasonable amount of money. Well, it- okay. So let's park there for a minute because when you're making meals at home, mm-hmm. they are cheaper. Uh, vastly. <laughs> vastly cheaper. You've got the numbers in here. The average American, we'll just jump to the restaurant section here. Okay. Because I was talking to Emma and I said, no, I know you guys don't eat out very much, but what do you do? And she said, well, if we do go out to eat, we never get the kids meal because that's expensive. And she can just eat what's on our plate because we value her being an adventurous eater anyway. So Mm -hmm. we don't want her to just eat the cheese quesadilla every single time or the plain hamburger every single time. So if I'm in the mood for a chimichanga that has uh, tomatilla salsa on it. That's what I'm getting. Okay. If she wants to eat, she's going to have some of mine. So they would do that. So um, the average American household, though, you you found this number. I'm I'm shocked. Spends $3,600 a year dining out. Yeah. $3,600. Yeah. And that's, maybe you think that's high. I think that's low. I think it is too. I think that's way low if you've been out to restaurants lately. It's, that is, um... $300 $300 a month, right? Is that what that comes out to? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you way cannot, more than that. A family of four cannot eat out at a, at a like a sit-down restaurant for less than like 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even <laughs> and if, if you, do, you don't Uber, take your kids and go on a date night even, you can't. Or Uber Eats, all the fees they pack in there. Yeah. So many fees. Right. So Uber Eats, you think about adding the delivery minimums and the tips and the average... 
commercially prepared meal costs about $13. That's even fast food, Bonnie. It's like $10 for a value meal. Oh, I know. Yeah, even McDonald's and all that's going up. So you may be spending more than you think if you just went back and peeked at one month's worth. I bet you are. And now you get bank accounts and your credit cards. Mine does. They'll send me every month a little pie chart of what we've spent money on. And that'll open your eyes right there. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. we need to be eating some more, you know, canned soup and ramen. (laughs) The truth will set you free. January will be the month of ramen. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Holy cow. So, but by contrast, if you prepare a meal at home, now the numbers we saw was around $4 for groceries, but I bet it's a little bit higher than that. Per person, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, But that's that's about a $10 savings Per meal. Per person per, per person meal. Per meal. Per, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've done this with some young moms, and I would like to do more of it in 2024. That's that's when I'm doing my planning for mm-hmm. the next year, talking to God about what we're going to do next year. And that's one of the things I think I want to do on the regular is is just kind of have a host a once a month cooking night at my house and help moms learn how to plan ahead, cook ahead, yeah. all the things. Because... I don't know that there's a lot of, I think we're, we're skipping that and missing it as we go from generation to generation. Definitely. Cause we're not a, we're not a saving and preserving and canning society anymore. Mm-hmm. We are a convenient, fast on the go society. So the odds of you having a majority of your meals at home anymore are fairly low. Um, and then, and the, and we've, we've talked about this on here when you eat around the table, at home, you are doing so many things besides just saving money or eating healthier. Oh, yeah. The relationships and the connection and the yeah, the things that you're preventing down the road. Definitely. Uh, yeah. All the statistics on kids who eat around the table. So food, I think, is a huge area where we can save. Huge. That we may not even think about it because it's so... If, if that's not your thing and you just want fast and convenient, maybe 2024 is the year that you put that on your list of, I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to learn a new skill. Yes. And one other thing Emma told me she does, and I I don't know if I remember doing this when I was raising my two. She says, um, you know, kids like fruit, you know, because it's sweet, you mm-hmm. know. So she said, we buy, we tend to buy our fruits and vegetables in season. So yeah. like maybe don't get apples year round. Mm-hmm. You get apples in the fall when they're in season. They're so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. You get berries in the spring. Right. That kind of thing. And so I thought that's really clever to do the the fresh uh, foods that are only in season, just check your, check your flyers. Well, farmer's market. That's, that's how most of the world does it yeah. as well. Yeah. So one thing we did with um, baby food, and this wasn't when it was all um, kosher and granola, whatever to do, but we would just, uh, whatever we were having, kind of mm-hmm. like Emma did, we, I would puree it little bits of it, maybe ice cube size um, bites, toddler size bites and freeze it. Yeah. So if we're having like literally lasagna, that gets a little bit of puree and is stuck in an ice cube tray. Yeah. Or just barely chopped up and put in an ice cube tray. Mm-hmm. And then there's two servings. I love that. For the week. And it go. I mean, it's frozen. So it lasts. Um, Plus they learn. And you know what's in it? The flavors, like the real flavors. Have you ever tasted what's in that jarred stuff? Mm-hmm. It has so very little flavor. It does. It's not that good. And, you know, breastfeeding, if you can do that. That again, that for us, that was a big factor. Of course, now we know it's all the crunchy thing to do to nurse your child, right. and it's good for them. Well, thanks God for making breast milk right. good for them. <laughs> right. But uh, it for me, the cost of the formula was a was a factor. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So I was like, I got to make this work. I don't know. How, I and then if they're it allergic, out. 
to certain stuff and you have to buy specialty formula. Mm-hmm. Have you priced that stuff? It's like yeah, it's 30, 40 dollars per. Super expensive. Again, we're not shaming you if you use if formula. You have to, you have to. We're just saying if you have a choice, breast milk be free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's free. <laughs> yes. Free is better than not free. If you can do it. Yes. yes. If you want to eat out, if that's some special entertainment thing that you put aside and that's fun for your family, that's fine. We're not saying don't ever eat out. Just know what it's going to cost. Maybe plan your evenings where there's a kids eat free restaurant, yes. mm-hmm. something like that, because they're not going to touch or finish it. No sense paying for it. Uh, Emma and Thomas, I'm like, tell me what y'all did when y'all were, they were married in college, remember, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So super tight budget then. But then even after they were out, they just had this habit. They had this spreadsheet because, you know, he's in finance. Yes. So <laughs> they had this spreadsheet of all their favorite restaurants in town. And they had marked, um, they were, yeah, two columns. The money is no object column, which is what you would order if you got just what you wanted at that restaurant and the cost of that. And then they had the, we want to eat here, but what's the most economical way to do it column, which they had looked at the menu ahead of time and like found like, Oh, well this is a super big portion. We could actually just split this one meal, you know, kind of thing. The lasagna is so huge. The two of us could eat it. Right. And then they also marked the nights of the week that the places had specials like combo deals or kids meal specials or whatever. So if Thomas was out and needed to pick up dinner, you know, Emma's had a really rough day and just says, I'm out, <laughs> tag, you're it, let's, yeah. let's get dinner. He could look at the spreadsheet and they could make a quick call that was not going to bust the budget. There you go. Isn't that so clever? That is. What a fun little family night, date night kind of thing. Just to take, I don't know, an hour mm-hmm. to figure that out, put it on your spreadsheet and stick it on the fridge. You'll have it there forever. I love that. So let me sum up. To put it another way, <laughs> a $13 restaurant meal is going to be about 325% more expensive than a $4 meal you prepare yourself. Wow. Ouch. Let that sink in. Where else can you get 325% savings? Not a lot of places. Not a lot. And this is something that we have to do. It's a basic need and you're mm-hmm. going to have to do it day in and day out. So this is an awesome area to save money. Um, if you're eating out four times a week and make just two of those meals at home, you can save almost a thousand dollars a year. A thousand dollars that you didn't have before mm-hmm. could be a big jump in your savings for your long-term or your short-term goals. And even if you skip only one restaurant meal a week in favor of cooking or leftovers, that's about $500 a year. So, and one last philosophical thought on this eating out, cause I did feel like we were missing out. You know, a lot of times when we were not eating out when our friends were, um, and I longed to be able to just eat out whenever I want to, which I now can, and my standards are so high, everything tastes gross to me. <laughs> ah, the, how the turntables right. turn. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's so much healthier for you. David and I look back at 30 years of mostly eating at home, mm. and and yes, we're both heavier than we were when we were 21, but we are not appreciably unhealthy. And I think part of that is due to a lifetime of generally mostly eating at home. Okay. I never saw that coming. So there you go. Two for one. I did not see it coming. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. So instead, I love how you put this, Bonnie. Instead of looking at things like this as going without or cutting things out, which is what I was doing, 
Instead, think about what you're saying yes to. Mm. You're yeah. saying yes to good health. You're saying yes to t- family meals. Right. And better nutrition. Better nutrition. Sure. You're saying yes to so many good things. So there's the big old category. That's a that's the biggest category so far. That's a House, big one. cars, food. Are House, the, cars, are food. Are the three bigs. Yep. Okay, yeah, those were the big ones. But let's talk now about something that kind of has surprised me when David and I were looking at our budget. Subscriptions. These are so sneaky. They're so sneaky. Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO, Spotify, Audible, Owlcrate. What's Owlcrate? I don't know. <laughs> Some kids thing. Um, so it's easy to let the number of subscriptions or subscription boxes that your family has multiply. And like anything, these things can add up and become kind of a significant line item in your budget. And and they're auto pay. They're auto pay. So you're not noticing them when they happen. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law ha- does what Emma and Thomas did with the spreadsheet thing. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have one subscription at a time for their TV. Okay. And so he puts it on a spreadsheet and he puts a reminder of the date when that one is going to renew and, and expire. Then before that date, they talk about it. Do we want to go to switch from Netflix to Disney? Do we want to do, is there some other show that uh-huh. we're looking forward to? And they do, but it's only going to be one at a time. That's really disciplined. It is. But it cuts down on all the time you mm-hmm. sit in front of the TV, which hours and hours and hours watching stuff you probably shouldn't be watching anyway. Yep. And yep. it gets their uh, subscriptions under control. So there are actual apps you can get that will scan your bank account, credit cards and things and show you what you're paying for mm-hmm. every month. If you feel overwhelmed at the thought of this, David and I just took a date afternoon and went and did this and scratched a few things off our list and just said, let's unsubscribe from those things There you go. and start, you know, start again. We talked about um, just the TV in general. Did we, did we want all the 150 satellite channels when we watched three? Yeah, I know. I mean, it sounds like such a great deal when you're subscribing to that. When you switch over to the cable, whatever. Yeah. Uh, or do we need it at all? Right. Which is what we decided we didn't. We just we got rid of it all. Mm-hmm. And it was such a big line item that we could do a couple of um, subscriptions, monthly subscriptions. And hey, it's still saving money. That's right. Um, nine times out of 10, if you're switching service providers, you can get a better deal. Yeah. You just call them. I'm and say and, I'm leaving. And yeah. And <laughs> yes, count the cost. You're going to be on hold. Just put it on speaker and wash your dishes. That's right. Or whatever. <laughs> right. And just say, I'm, I'm going to leave. And they'll start cutting you deals. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, don't be afraid to say, no, that's not enough. Is that the best you can do? Yeah. Or is that the best you can do? <laughs> we don't need a landline. We don't need this mm-hmm. other. We only have one TV, whatever it is. We don't need all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, same is true for your cell phone bill. Yes. Are your family plan or, you know, do you need all the devices on there at mm-hmm. once? Do you have old devices that are still on there you're paying for? Probably. Most oh, of us do. Yikes. We did that. We we had been with one carrier for years and years and it's kind of, a, it's a half a day probably to, you know, to go in and change it. Yeah. So it's not something you'll do all the time, but we did say, you know, we're just going to take a hard look at this. And we found a vastly mm-hmm. better deal. We had to switch carriers and, and all that, but it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's been good. So it's it's the new year. Maybe that's one of the things you want to sit down and count the cost for. Yeah. Those two those two things, the subscriptions and the service providers are sneaky little stealthy things that'll bite you every time. Yep. So take don't let those go by the wayside. Yep. I love this next one. Um it's a fun one. 
you hold a swap. So if you've got kids, you probably know other families who have children and those families are likely looking to start saving money too. So you can hold a clothing swap, a stuff swap, and the rules are simple. Nothing is for sale. Everyone has to bring something and they can take home what they need. Those of you who are administratively inclined and care about fairness can think of even more rules about who gets to shop what when. (laughs) Don't bring one little measly thing and I got a sippy cup, but I'm taking this double (laughs) stroller home with me. Right. Yeah, that's probably not fair. Right. Um, So you could do this for back to school supplies. You could do this for toys, maybe in the fall before Christmas. Uh, You can do it for adults and do adult clothing, kitchen and dining necessities, home decor. I love the idea of a home decor swap because that's something I never really wanted to spend money on. Mm -hmm. It was a luxury, you know, item. You didn't have to have home decor. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a fun thing. Hang out with your friends. Yeah. Do a swap. So it's new to you. It's new to your kids. like Christmas all over again. Speaking of Christmas, you're going to want to plan for the holidays now. So we're in January. There's all these after Christmas sales. Does that mean you have to go out and buy everything because it's on sale? No. No, you do not. But it is smart and a way to save money to shop some of those holiday sales if you know it's something you're going to use. Right. Which is what we said on our Christmas episodes, which was have a box for each of your children or whoever you're buying for. And through the year, as you see things, you can drop it in. So if you do stockings, stockings are some of the hardest. It's a budget buster. Mm -hmm. People do those things at the last minute. I would just shop Goodwill and yard sales and things and found things I thought my kids would love and set them back. Again, a lot of those things were brand new. Right. And it takes the stress off of December. It totally does. It made me really, really enjoy the holidays so much more when a significant amount of my shopping had been done mm-hmm. ahead of time. I love to look for um, wrapping paper and that kind of stuff after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And if your tree has had it this year and you need a new tree, do it now. Absolutely. Don't wait till next fall. Yeah, absolutely. Even though Hobby Lobby puts them on half off, you can do better than that right now. But it's not a, it's not a good deal if you don't have the money to buy it. That's right. Right. So... Don't be swayed by that four-letter word, sale. Mm -hmm. And not just Christmas, Bonnie, but you can plan ahead for every party and every celebration you're going to do too. So along with planning for gifts, you can plan ahead with decorations. This is some of the easiest things you can do. I love an estate sale to find a beautiful tablecloth or that really pretty bowl Um, and something you can just have for every occasion. I have all of my tablecloths for parties. They're all cloth. Like some of them are hand crocheted and things. Yard sales. Yeah. Estate sales. They're so much prettier than the ones you can get at Target or Walmart. Right. Um, and they have a story behind them. So I just had a little cabinet that I just kept that stuff in. The one big bowl, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the pitchers. Mm-hmm. the tablecloths, the banner or whatever, you know, that I wanted that I could reuse for, right. for every different kind of party. Uh-huh. So yeah, that, yeah, that reusable red tablecloth can dress up a picnic table at the 4th of July party or at a birthday party or even a Christmas dinner. Sure. Use the same one. And as a matter of fact, now you have memories. Valentine's day. Yeah. Can we use it for all kinds of things? Yeah. Um, one pro tip I found was if you have a child who's graduating, in 2024, shop the New Year's Eve 
stuff for, ah. for 2024. You get some really cool stuff in there and you can use it for your graduation parties and graduation pictures. So this year's 2023's New Year's Eve stuff is going to go on sale early mm-hmm. January. You mm-hmm. just go and get it. Right. For graduation. Clever. Clever. And don't, don't forget the dollar store. You know, we, one of our favorite things we did, we had a Valentine's party for our neighborhood cul-de-sac and I gave the kids like a $10 budget and it was like, it was math and economics and everything all rolled up together and they planned the menu and the decorations and the games. And we went to the dollar store and bought the items. Dollar store is your friend. I heard now it's a dollar 25. Okay. We will, we might allow that. Yeah. But. And potlucks. Yes. Potlucks are super fun. So instead of trying to hold it all yourself, ask somebody to bring their favorites, you know, mm-hmm. bring their favorite dish, mm-hmm. bring your favorite nachos or whatever it is. And we can all contribute and vice versa. Then you'll return the favor later. Yeah. So what about activities? Because I feel like this is kind of the bane of the American child experience these days is parents are activitying their children to death. <laughs> Right. We want to fill our days and fill their days because we think it makes them well-rounded and all of that. But speaking from experience, my own as a kid and from having my own children, entertainment can most always be free and they prefer it. Yeah. They prefer it. Just go outside, go to the park, go to the playground, a local creek, fool around on a community tennis court, take a walk. In the summer, use water, play in the sprinklers, use a wet sponge or a paintbrush and paint the house or clean the siding. Mm-hmm. We used to do little car washes with their riding vehicles and bicycles and they would, I would just give them soap in a bucket and they would have a car wash in the driveway. Fun. How fun. You can have a movie night outside, um, camp in a tent in the backyard, all kinds of stuff. So you could even, did you do this with your kids? Play hardware, get some wood scraps, yes. some extra garage materials, let them make something. Yes. You can just pick stuff up for the yard. Let's build something with sticks. Let's build something. And then they're learning how to use. Now I wouldn't use power tools necessarily when they're little, right? but it's dexterity. It's the same as learning how to cut with scissors or write with a pen. How do you, how do I hammer a nail? We listen, we, when I was a kid, our neighborhood was new. So there were constantly houses going up. So there was scrap wood Mm-hmm. everywhere we we were grabbing that scrap plywood and two by fours and stuff and building forts galore yeah lean twos like there were no nails involved we were just leaning stuff up and yeah against a tree trunk uh-huh right how are you going to do it Ingen- that, what is that teaching you mm-hmm. ingenuity problem solving creativity remember when teamwork. we um, interviewed melissa skidmore and she had that overgrown yes bush yes. in her backyard <laughs> That they made into this fort that they just loved. And she's like, yeah, the eyesore in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah, They had blankets draped all over the... But that's what they remember. Yeah. That's what you're remembering. Yeah. So fun. You can also go to the library or bookstore for story times and picking out books of all levels, which is completely free. Yep. You know, it's not all about the vacations abroad or fancy theme parks. And in fact, a lot of those can can actually just be a lot of money with a lot of frustration and a lot of whining because you're because you've now put a large dollar amount on that it's got to deliver <laughs> for you the expectations are super high yes and so you know when you just do that like simple trip to grandma's or that staycation like you are letting yourself off the hook with the expectations right and everybody just kind of comes down a notch yeah definitely i think In general, kids are just mostly happy doing whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's just stuff around the house. That's just everyday, you know, 
housework and yard work. And if you've taught them early on that they have to be entertained, then you've set up those expectations. Mm-hmm. Boredom. Boredom is a good thing. Boredom is your friend. Let them have the boredom without the screens. So birthdays and Christmas. We talked about just recently in our Reinventing Christmas episode that families who use the four gift rule for Christmas are able to keep things down. Something to read, something spiritual, something they want and something to wear. You can set expectations early on in their lives that Christmas is about time with family and not about all the stuff. Right. Birthdays are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just have games in the backyard. That's what kids like to do anyway. That's what we did. You guys did. had some awesome obstacle course parties and we had swim parties mm-hmm. all the time. Didn't I mean didn't, dress up. As a kid, didn't you like like the big expense party was the skating party in my era. Oh yeah. And that mm-hmm. was like the one special thing. But right. then all the other parties were basically at home. Or Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, we would alternate. One year was home family birthday party. And mm-hmm. the next year you could have friends. So it was not a yearly expectation by any means that you're going to have some big blowout. Some big blowout. Yeah. You just, you don't have to do that. We would make our own um, pinatas, which look janky. I will <laughs> give you that. But they're so fun. It's not about the outside. It's about the inside. <laughs> it's not Jesus a metaphor for life. That. <laughs> That's right. So, and also not everybody loves cake. This year, our son picked a single cinnamon roll with a candle in it. Oh, that's great. What's cheaper than a store-bought cake? And just talk to your kids. I remember I've told this story before. Houston asked me, I don't know, he was pretty young, age five or six. Do we have to have a party? He just didn't really care to have any more than a couple of his very closest friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So we put a stop to that real quick. Yeah. Why do it? We can simplify. He just wanted a family party some years or just a couple of friends some years. Mm -hmm. So know your kids. Know Manage the expectations. Right. We, I remember one big blowout birthday. 13 is kind of a big deal. Yes. Uh, We, we did it with a friend who had a birthday close Mm -hmm. um, to the, to Emma's birthday. And so we were able to share the work. We used the church building, Mm -hmm. which was no or very little cost. Mm -hmm. And it was just so fun to do it together. Just to have a group there and do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea, too. If, you're, if your church has a gymnasium or something, mm-hmm. take advantage of yeah, that. Yeah. And do it with a friend. That was really fun mm. to do it with a friend. All right. Last thing. Now we're ready. Okay. 529 college savings plan. Now, why is this on here? Because... You're saving. Why? Are you asking me really? Yeah, I am. Like, why is this on here? (laughs) Because if you're saving money, okay, if you've stopped eating out as much and you're saving all this money, we said put it in savings. So you can put it in general savings fund or you can, if you can manage to invest $250 a month. Yeah. At 18, your child's going to have around $120,000. For college. For college. When they're, so if you start when they're a baby. Uh Uh-huh. So that's a lot. Yes. And 250 is... Maybe a big chunk of money for a lot mm-hmm. of families, but whatever you can save to put in there is going to go towards that. Yep. And my um, in-laws always told us, you know, there's no scholarships for retirement. So you always, always, always save for retirement first and then 529 after that. Mm-hmm. So that would be the order. And and I asked David, I said, do you have any like final words of wisdom? Like what... What do your best young clients do? Like, are, is there is there like a set of behaviors that your um, your best young clients do? And he said, "Oh yeah, absolutely. I can tell you right off the top of my head." And he's like, "They're not my wealthiest ones." 
Okay. As a matter of fact, some of them make significantly less money than their peers. And he said, this is what they do. They pay God and themselves first, which means right off the bat, they're going to tithe and they're going to save. And that includes that 529 you're Mm -hmm. talking about or the uh, IRA or whatever else they're doing. They make and live by a budget, which means they're on the same page regarding money and they talk about it from time to time. Not all the time. It's not like budget conversations even every week, but they've talked about it so they can both run the play. And their budget doesn't change when their income changes. So these people stay in the same house or keep the same cars, even when they get a bump in um, their salaries right. or like a, a big lifestyle change, maybe yeah. an inheritance it's or something. It's really easy to expand as your income expands. Right. Little by little by little. Yeah. And if you can keep it the same and save that, um, then you're, you're just banking it. You're just banking it for the future. I think we need to be careful of saying, oh, this won't hurt. I'm just Mm going to go to Starbucks this one time. But it's really, that's what those clients are doing that he's talking about. Yes. The $5 thing, the $10 thing, the $20 thing here and there. Um, It does add up and make a dent in that budget that you've Mm -hmm. agreed to. So So, there you go. That's a great question. I love that question for the new year. Thank you to our listener who Mm -hmm. uh, suggested that. Scripture talks about money. Over a thousand times. More than almost anything else. More than almost anything else because it's so, such a daily exercise of faith and discipline. And so don't beat yourself up if you're not where you want to be with this. Pick a couple of things that we've mentioned Mm -hmm. and implement it. Or maybe go on a date with your husband. A free date if you're not in a great financial place. Free dates. <laughs> right. We used to go sit in Panera by the fireplace mm-hmm. and drink water and talk. Can't get much freer than that. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Panera. We probably should have at least bought a cup of coffee. <laughs> but we're plugging you but now. We're plugging you Panera. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, go talk about this and see um, what's one or two things you could do to change. And maybe talk about those big changes if that's something you need to do. Mm-hmm. You can start the conversation and start praying about it. Right. There you go. We're going to have all this information on our website, justaskyourmom.com. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And please take five seconds to rate and review the podcast and share us with your friends and family. And we love these topic suggestions. So keep sending them our way. Just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, ask your, your Mom. mom.